I'm John Planter with the Mojave Valley Daily News, and this is Valley Voices. Valley Voices is brought to you by Coit. Their commitment to help families as well as businesses enjoy healthier, safer environments hasn't changed since they first opened over 70 years ago. So we want to thank them for their sponsorship. Last week we spoke with Tim McCarthy uh, about what's going on up in Open. This week we have the Fire Chief, Kathy Jenkins, and the Fire Marshal slash Training Officer, Mike Mauti. Thank you, Kathy and Mike. Thank you for joining me. Uh, We got a lot to get to. Uh, Kathy runs a borough sanctuary up there besides being the fire chief. I do. And uh, and we got a lot of, uh, we had half the information last week, so we've got some more information uh, regarding what's going on in Oatman. So what I'd first like to do, Kathy, is kind of find out your history, um, I read in your bio that you started out here in Oatman, and then uh, you did a little bouncing around and then came back to Oatman here a couple years ago. So I did. I started in 92 and got my Fire 1 and 2 and my EMT in Oatman. Went around to uh, different departments. I started with the tribe as a, as a paramedic supervisor. Worked up there for eight and a half years. Went to a couple of different departments. Went to uh, Yucca as the fire chief there. Retired out medically mm-hmm. and came back in started volunteering with Oman because they needed a chief. Uh, came back, took over the department, made some changes there, and still volunteer there today. I gave them two years, and it's been a little over that, so yeah. kind of screwed up on that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that uh, retirement thing going? Yeah, it's great. I was retired for three days. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when when they hired you, you said, all right, I'll give you a couple of years, yeah. but um, then I want to relax. Yeah, I told them I was going to give them two years, and... Uh, we're on year three. Yeah, that was in 2018, right? Yep. Yeah. Mike, how long have you been with Oatman? Since November of last year. Okay. I came up and decided to join them. Where did you come from? Uh, originally, I, I moved from Las Vegas, basically retired. I am a retired firefighter paramedic out of uh, Texas. Oh. Worked for a department there. Um, worked in Las Vegas uh, doing EMS. And it had to be a busy time for you out there. Very busy in Las Vegas. Yeah. You cannot imagine the number of calls you run in a day. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Let's start with um, let's start with your borough sanctuary. Um, I guess I don't really understand where it's located and um, how it was put together and how it's run and is it something that I can go up there and visit you know sure. the public and, and all that so if you can kind of go over that how that uh, where you're located first of all um, is it is it fire department property it is okay so it's located on the fire department property the fire department has just over six acres and we had actually leased the upper lot or the upper portion of the property and when we leased it, we had access through an easement road that goes from Mr. McCarthy's property. All right, so it goes from... It, it goes from Route 66. Route yeah, it goes from Route 66. There's an easement road that takes you up to the top of the fire department property. Okay. Uh, Mr. McCarthy put a gate there, so we couldn't get up that way. So we cut a road through the backside of the par- property, but it's not accessible by our trailers. Okay. So currently, it's at the back portion of the fire department property, and we have the boroughs housed there because it's not safe to get them up while we look for another place for them to go. So right now they're there and, no, you're good. So right now they're there and we're still looking at additional properties and everything else to get them off fire department property. Okay, so your your goal is to, um, this is just a temporary thing that at some point you're gonna move them from the fire department property to a private 
Yeah, it was property. it's it was gonna be a permanent situation for them up top. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of property up there that's not used um, that we lease from the fire department monthly. We pay a monthly lease on it, you know, utilities and everything else, but we can't get the boroughs up there safely. Oh. Mr. McCarthy said that he would open the gate one day for us, but there were a few issues that we couldn't do that. We had an active injunction against him. So if we went on his property to access this, the upper sanctuary, we would be breaking our injunction. So we couldn't do that. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that. That's one of the things that he brought up is that um, he had given you access for a day and then he said that um, he started uh, seeing tire tracks around the gate and he put up a camera and got fire department vehicles going around his security gate and up the road. And then he saw things were missing and, and that, so he just shut it down completely and didn't allow access. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you respond to, to those things? So the items that Mr. McCarthy said that were missing from his property were actually items that I personally purchased that were taken up there, and they were put in back in one of the firefighters' trucks to be taken up there. Okay. And Mr. McCarthy wasn't there. It's a public easement. We didn't have gate – a lock for his gate was on there. We didn't have the keys for it. And there's a secondary access. So his road goes like this. There's a secondary uh, – that goes around access that gate. goes around the gate and that's what we used to get up there nothing was taken off of his property everything that was taken up there was mine it was all stuff that I purchased I told him I'd give him receipts for it he didn't want that the, these are things that you needed in support of the sanctuary yeah okay. we had some feeders and everything that we had gotten from uh, tractor supply everything that he claimed we took was your stuff was our stuff we all had receipts for every single bit of it how do you segment the the sanctuary from I mean, it seems like it's kind of fuzzy, the crossover between the sanctuary and the fire department, especially when you have fire department vehicles going up there. Is that something that you as the fire chief are, are able to approve versus ultimately you work for the board of supervisors, correct? Ultimately, I work for the fire board. The fire, you personally I work personally for the work fire for the fire board. The, the fire, fire board, board answers to the board of supervisors, right, yeah. Right. So none of the fire department vehicles were used to take anything up there. It was personal vehicles. Okay. The the items that were taken up top were in our personal vehicles. It wasn't in anything that was fire department related. Okay. I thought that he said that the videos that he, after he put his um, whatever camera he was talking about, that he had caught fire vehicles, but maybe he meant fire personnel. And Probably personnel, personnel but no fire vehicles ever went right. onto his property. Is that sanctuary? Is that something that... Um, visitors to Oatman can walk up this road and, and go visit the sanctuary? They can. Right now we have it shut down to appointment only Okay. because we're on fire department property. We want to make sure people are there. We have areas that are that are restricted areas, restricted access that people can't go to. So we always make sure that somebody's there if somebody wants to come see them. Okay. And that, that easement road is something that is there because of the fire department. Is that the easement road's there. It's a utility road. It's actually, oh. it was put in by Unisource. Okay. Um, and then Mr. McCarthy's property uh, runs adjacent to BLM property, and then it's fire department property. So there's a portion of the road that goes through Mr. McCarthy's property. The rest is all BLM, and then it hits fire department property. Okay. But it's a public easement for utilities. Okay. So has there been any desire to say you have to take that gate down because this is a public easement? Unisource has made a couple of reach, a couple of reach outs to him. Mm -hmm. And I know at one point they had to cut the lock to be able to get their trucks up there. Other than that, we're not gonna we're not gonna confront him on it. It's not 
it's it, not worth it. Things have become so contentious. That yeah, that it's just, it's not worth it. So we're looking for other areas. She provided me a list of things that have happened over the last, well, since the end of November, but primarily December and January. Um, so I think that if you, uh, I think that this is pretty obvious that things have gotten pretty contentious, um, contentious yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the things that they had, I, I, let me just go over some of these things here. Um, one, this is from the board meeting back in January, I believe, um, where they, a group of citizens, and I don't know the size, it doesn't say here, but it just says a group and it doesn't identify how many citizens there, signed on to this letter asking um, you, Mm -hmm. Mike, I'm guessing you. Yes. The whole board, all of the every volunteer, all the volunteers, fire, yes. everybody, right. to resign by Sunday. Um, you came. Everyone came back and said, "No, that's not going to happen." And the reasons they had cited. I don't know if you want me just to read these off and then, and then, or if you want to yeah. address them one at a time. We can or, check them off one by one. All right. Let's start with the first one: current conditions of the fire department facilities and grounds. Now, when Mike was here last week, he did say that it's been cleaned up. Huh? Um, the video, and we're going to show a video here in a few minutes um, that you have. It appeared to me like it was pretty well cleaned up. But that is the that's the firehouse. There's also some trailers or something up there as there well. Is. Um, can you just give me an idea what he means on current conditions of the fire department facilities and grounds? So the fire department was purchased, which this is going to open a little more of a can of worms for you. The fire department was purchased by Tim McCarthy's, or from the Tim McCarthy's twin brother, Tom. Oh. <laughs> so Tom <laughs> Tom owned the fire department property and had a... Uh, While right the fire course. department was on it? Nope, prior to. Okay. we uh, The fire department actually purchased it from him. Okay. Um, he had lost the property. The fire department purchased and the the original deed of trust that we had on it or it was a promissory note on it from mr mccarthy's twin brother listed the property as 11.85 acres so the fire department purchased it thinking that that was the land that they were going to get mr mccarthy's brother left all of his assets if you will on the property there was uh, horse equipment on there there was lumber there was everything you can imagine it was there was a lot of stuff that was left okay and since then more has accumulated there's been the fire department allowed in the past community members to bring up wood and things like that or that are reclaimable and put them on fire department property when the fire just department kind of a hey do you mind if i put this here while correct. i yes. get this yep okay. and it was just kind of a storage grounds for everybody and when i took over i started looking at everything and found out that the property that the fire department thought they purchased wasn't actually what they purchased mm -hmm. It was actually 6.32 acres and instead a lot of the property instead yes. of almost 12 the property as it sits mr mccarthy's brother tom built the current station what we use as our as our apparatus bay half or actually probably a quarter on his property and the rest was on blm property and it was built by him so when the fire department purchased it i wasn't there and i actually started looking into it and then started working with blm on it and said, hey, you know, we have a problem. Um, the property that we have, half, you know, most of our building sits on your property. What do we do? So in November of 2018, I started working with BLM to get a conditional use permit. Boy, that is a lot of fun working with BLM. I tell yes. you what, it has been yes. interesting. We've learned a lot of things that are along our way. <laughs> so in November of 18, we got a conditional use permit by email. 
um, from one of the gentlemen that was there, Andy Whitehead. He's since has retired. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to start the entire process over. Um, Mr. McCarthy was saying we were illegal, illegal using property, that we weren't supposed to be there. BLM didn't know. And a lot of what we have, we have the proof that we got from BLM that they've known, and we even have agreements with them in place saying that they're okay with us using it in the time frame. I'll get you a copy. A conditional of it. use kind a of conditional thing. use yes. type permit. All right. So, and there's the paperwork from them saying that we know you're there. The original one back right. in June. Right. Back of last in year, yeah. two years ago. So they were saying it's okay. We know you're there. They even went as far as saying it's okay if you close in your station. You know, just let's work together to get this done. But that that doesn't. So that's not what he, they're talking about in this, though. Are they? They're talking and they about are that. talking about that they as are? well. So they are also talking about everything that's accumulated there. Okay. And so we let them. We told the people who had property there, "Hey, come pick your property up. Otherwise, we're disposing of it." And so we ended up running. Mike ended up getting the roll off and everything. Oh, we dumpster. yeah, we got two forty-yard dumpsters delivered to the property. They were both of them loaded, hauled off to the dump, and dumped. Um, on a weekly basis, we were in communications with BLM, showing them progress of the land. You know that it is being cleaned up. BLM is happy with us. They're like, please continue the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know if progress. that right. you're making progress. Let us know if they can provide assistance for us. But we have cleaned the property up dramatically uh, we've rented heavy equipment to do some of the heavy work um, myself and a couple other firefighters basically kept that tractor running from sun up to sundown cleaning it up um, so we welcome true. anyone who wants to come up and see the progress we've made please just give us a call and we'll make sure there's personnel up there and We'll be more than glad to give anybody a tour of our property. Okay, so but the the, the station versus the um, he was talking about. There's two trailers up there that you're, is that you're using as offices or something. The video that you showed me uh, that mm-hmm. looked very nice with the bays and mm-hmm. and the surveillance office and all that. It looks like everything there was fairly clean. So we have one trailer that's there that is utilized. It was utilized as an office. Um, but according to, to the county, it's not able to be used as an office because it's not permitted. And huh. it was put there be, way before my time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not permitted, so it's just used as storage. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. Misappropriation and unlawful use of fire department funds and resources. Yeah. So the funds, I'm not sure about. Um, we actually don't even touch fire department money. The board handles that. We have a debit card that um we can purchase our little fuel things and things there, little yeah. things here and there everything else is handled by the board okay. um and i'm going to go with fraud and embezzlement at the same time with you if you don't mind sure. when i started at the fire department we had seven thousand dollars in the bank and that's what my operating fund was uh, when i took over in october until taxes started coming in in december and then again in the following year right now at our last board meeting, we have just over thirty-one thousand dollars in the bank so if I'm taking money, I'm doing it the wrong way. <laughs> there's a because lot more there for you There's to a take. lot more yes. there now, and it's still there. Yes. Um, they were saying that uh, we were misappropriating uh, resources and things like that. He's talking about our vehicles. We're all volunteer. Um, there are times that if Mike and Jeff come up, I'll have Mike and Jeff take the brush truck mm-hmm. so that they have a faster response on the weekends. 
things like that. That's something that's done every day with the volunteer fire department. And it's done with all of the fire departments. With all the fire departments. <laughs> and right. that's what that we don't get and we okay. don't understand. All right. We're going to uh, take a break here for our commercial, and we will come back and discuss more of these and feel the things that we have going on here. So we'll be right back. When Lou Kern opened Coit in 1950, times were certainly different. While things have changed, one thing hasn't. Our commitment to help families, as well as businesses, enjoy healthier, safer environments. Our independently certified technicians clean, protect, and preserve carpets, upholstery, hardwood floors, natural stone surfaces, air ducts, tile and grout, and more. Here's to the next 70 years. Call 800-4-COIT or visit coit.com today. All right, well, we had the uh, the phone number on there. That was an 800 number. Actually, they prefer that you call their local number. is 928-704-9100. Okay, when we left, we were talking about some of the complaints that have been filed by this group of citizens against the Oldman Fire Department, uh, some of the things that they were citing, saying that need to be addressed. Um, we went through three of them so far. Let's um, operating outside scope of practice during emergency responses. Not really sure what that is. Yeah, At first, we weren't either. We contacted our mutual aid fire department which is Mojave Valley they provide the ambulance service up in Oatman because we don't have an ambulance we asked them if they had any complaints as to anything medically we were doing at the scene mm -hmm. they are like we love you guys you know you make it easier for us the fact that there are two certified people up there actually there's three or four of us now that are actually medically certified EMT certified mm -hmm. EMT medic certified that makes their job a lot easier Good. we contacted our base hospital and our medical director and showed him that complaint and asked him all right has anyone filed any complaints do you have any concerns our medical director said I have nothing I don't even mm -hmm. know what they're talking about so they said, uh, Tim said that they had filed these um, complaints with the state attorney general. Have you gotten a copy of that yet? So we have you, not. So no, we have not. So you really don't know what some of these things are based on at all? No. no. One of the things when, when the officers were up there on the 29th, um, one of the officers came back and said that one of the biggest things they're saying we're doing that is outside of our scope of practice is operating on the boroughs. Operating on the boroughs. Operating on the boroughs. Yes. Like medically? Like medically, surgically like. operating. We had two of the boroughs that were gelded. And we had the vet's office from North Valley Animal Hospital come up and geld them. Mm -hmm. And they went on to say that we didn't really have a vet there, that we did the surgery ourselves. Yeah. And we were doing it on BLM property. Gotcha. Um, but we had the vet up there, and he was the one doing the surgery, not us. Yeah. So we're not exactly sure where that is. Uh, we actually operate on a BLS basis. Because, I don't know what that means. Uh, basic basic life, support. life support. Oh, okay. On a basic life support basis, all of our uh, volunteers are going through training. They've all been uh, first responder and CPR certified. We make sure we get all of our training done in-house with them. So we're still kind of confused on the operating outside of the scope of practice. Okay. Abuse of power and authority under color of law. I don't even know what that we means. We don't know what that means. Another one we're waiting to see. Yeah, what we're the, waiting uh, to see what that, what that is. is based in. Lack of proof of current and ongoing insurance, ADOT inspection certifications, and vehicle logs. So under DOT, a fire truck is not required to have a DOT inspection. Oh. We, however, do do an annual DOT inspection on it, and then I brought some of the Internal. vehicle logs. Internally. Internally. Uh -huh. 
I brought some of the logs to show you so you can look at it and you can see. You probably have a checklist of, yeah. We yes. Do. So every time we go on a call, these come back. So. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So, every so everything's call, checked. Every, every call. Go over everything. Yeah. We have to go over everything. So as you can see, there's even, these are remarks Needs of what the truck needs. Yeah. You know, if something's out of service, transmission, transmission line. line broke. We have these on every, on every one of our apparatus. These look like 19th, 20th. Yeah, so we brought you the ones for February, just because we're in February. Oh, these are February? These are all February. Yes. We have four trucks that anytime that truck responds on an emergency call, when it gets back, the, our mechanic will go over those vehicles. And if it's a, if it's a, well, okay, you haven't, you said you don't have an ambulance up there. No, we do not we have do an not. ambulance. Mojave Valley provides the Mojave ambulance. Valley provides our ambulance. We have a, uh, we have two engines as we call them mm -hmm. uh we have a, <laughs> are you saying that because you came from vegas and they were that big yeah exactly now, now we're smaller we're, now we're a lot smaller <laughs> All right. um we don't have the fancy when you open the doors the stairs fall down we mm -hmm. got to climb up into our trucks um it's, it's rough we have two engines which are primary for fighting fire mm -hmm. we have our brush truck which is primary used for a lot of our medical calls because yep. it is four-wheel drive, so we can pretty much get us anywhere we need. And then we have a water tender. Is that um, another word for a tanker? Yes, you a tanker. So many thousands of gallons on yes. there, so you don't. Yes. Have, okay. All right. But every every day, our trucks are started. Make sure they run. We test the pumps. We turn all the lights on. We test sirens. That happens every single day. Okay, good. Um, and I'm sh I'm guessing that when he says insurance, he's talking about insurance in the <clears throat> firehouse. Yeah, and uh, equipment or the firehouse or whatever. Is he? One of the things that he had discussed last week was he was concerned about insurance up at the sanctuary. He was concerned about insurance at the sanctuary. We have a so. Under our policy for the fire department, it covers everything on fire department property. We do have secondary insurance on the borough sanctuary, but it's only $100,000. That's what they told us we needed. So we're looking into up to raising that, yeah. and that's something that we're trying to work with with a couple different. Um, Who said that all you needed, the county did? Uh, so the county didn't even require us to have it. We did it as a secondary blanket. No, so, I mean, who, say, who required that all you had to have was 100000 That's actually the recommended through a couple different sanctuaries that we looked at. Yeah. And so yeah. now that it's been brought to our attention, we are looking at raising that amount, and it's something that's in the works. I walk into Starbucks and stub my toe. I'm getting hundred grand then. Right. <laughs> at least. <laughs> all right. Um, lack of transparency in financial reporting and auditing. I think that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, so I brought you... Um, from our last board meeting, and I'll show you how our board meetings are done. So this is the agenda on our board meeting. Okay. So every board meeting, you can see right here, our board financial clerk reports. does financial reports. Okay. He does that every single board meeting. And those are open to the public? They're open to the public? Open to the public. Um, anything that's done in the public uh -huh. uh, agenda board meeting has to be open to the public. Yep. Um, and he goes through financials every Every meeting. Every meeting. Every meeting he goes through financials. So we don't understand what the lack of transparency in financial reporting and auditing is either. Uh, Mr. Tobin, our, our board chairman, actually requested an audit through the county. Mm -hmm. And he told us that they said, you don't need an audit. We check your books every month. Everything's fine. We don't have any concerns. So 
I'm not sure how far he's taking that. Uh, he did want us to tell you that he's open to any type of audit that they want, anything else. He's, he's working on getting that to the county. They told him not to worry about it. He's looking past that to see what else he can do as well. Um, the board was very is being very proactive in trying to be transparent. Be transparent. Be transparent. <laughs> but whatever they're asking for, as long as it's done through proper channels, there are forms that you have to fill out to request. Sure. It just says the newspaper has to for yep. mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Okay, and then I, I guess there's five. Um, we had uh, access to the property. Um, there's been a bunch of, of issues that you brought up here, and these went into the filings for the uh, different um, orders of protection. Yeah, so that, yes. the, prop, the papers that you have there are for the workplace injunction. That covers all of the fire department volunteers. Um, that's the major one that he had to address, I think, March 1st. March 1st, March 1st. yes. March 1st. Okay, and there's some pretty upsetting things in here if you read through it. Um, um, maybe now is a good time to go to the video. Uh, we can uh, we can go to the video that you provided us. Absolutely. Okay, so let's take a look at that.
All right. Well, that's certainly interesting. Um, we saw people heading into, it seemed like um, there were people heading off onto one side there to kind of, I don't know, distract or gather up everybody. And then other people were going <coughs> into the surveillance office and then the cameras went blank. Yes. yes. So what, I mean, what did you find after that? When we had the sheriff up there, um, we got we got called over, as you saw, over to the corner of the station. We were all sitting over there talking, and the two other individuals had walked in and, and disabled the security cameras. When we had the sheriff up there, we went in to go let them know that we had the video, mm -hmm. and the DVR box itself was missing. So they took the DVR. So they took the DVR box. They broke the wires in it completely pulled them out of the back of it and then Mike later found the box behind a set of backboards okay. down on the floor oh that's how Push. you were able to pull that video and that's yes. how we were pull it off digitally yes. recorded right. once it's there it's there yes and so only the first 8 minutes and i think it's 8 minutes and 32 seconds we showed you a minute and 34 seconds of the video but the first 8 minutes of their constitutional audit is on video the rest of it was not what, what's a constitutional audit so they said that they wanted access to all the fire department, uh, the grounds and everything else. Um, we actually had made an appointment with them for three o'clock that day for them to come in. And instead of taking that appointment time, they came in and started doing their own thing. Uh, we do have a fire department use policy that's in place and I'll get you a copy of that, it's here, right here. That was on January 29th. That was on the 29th. So here's our fire department use policy. And it shows you on different areas of the fire department that you can and cannot go to. Okay. And that's with any fire department. Um, we actually operate under Homeland Security now to where a lot of the areas are closed. Areas that previously were open. Were open. We're you open. used to be able to go past a fire station and see the bays open and you could look at the trucks. Now we're not allowed to keep them open. We have to keep them closed because oh. of Homeland Security. Um, different things like that. So areas of the fire department are, are definitely not open for the public just to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. McCarthy and his group were asked many times to please get out of the engine bay, please do this, please, and they didn't do it. They were they were in our faces yelling, screaming, and everything else, telling us we can, they can do what they want, that we're public servants, we had to follow what they wanted. Uh, the old, you guys work for me. Uh, yes. Yes. yes, and we had that the whole day. So, Well, you got here, the station was stormed by 13 people, including Mr. McCarthy, proceeded to try and open the station, recorded everyone, um, and then there's... Information a couple about people the listed. Yes. Break the security camera footage. Um, so there is an active uh, investigation with the Mojave County Sheriff's Department. There on that. is. There We're is. working with uh, Sergeant Nystead on it, and he's actually leading the investigation right now. He has. We sent him 23 gigabytes of of, of information. Information that wow. he's unfortunately having to go through. A to lot go through all of those videos. He told us that it was going to take him a while. We get that. Um, but we've kept pretty good documentation of each incident up there. All right, so I, I guess I just want to wrap it up on one thing. How does this play out? I mean, how do we finish this up? How does, how does, there's been so much turmoil, not just recently, but there was so much turmoil over the last six or seven years in Oatman, you know, with uh, Rick Levis, and then him departing, and then the new uh, fire chief coming in for like a year. Gary and then coming in. Him calling in and saying, I'm done. And yeah, Gary. Um, it just seems like we've had a lot of turmoil up there. This obviously isn't helping. Um, I know that it's an old west town up there, and we kind of got mm -hmm. the uh, um, cowboy mentality in, in a lot of areas around here. How does this get resolved? How do we, how does, 
I mean, is the city for the most part or the town for the most part um, on board with the development that he wants to do up there? So the group that he's with right now, mm-hmm. um, a year ago when Mr. McCarthy was trying to get his property rezoned, was actually on the opposing side of his of his task. And he kind of got some bad blood from me that day when we were at the, at the county's meeting because they asked, do you think it's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I think what he's trying to do is a good idea, but we don't have the resources for it. Resources as far as Fire doesn't have resources, infrastructure. The roads aren't made for that. We don't have the sheriff available constantly up there. It takes 30 to 40 minutes for us to get an officer up there. Mm-hmm. If we had another town or another, another juncture of that town, we don't have fire resources. I work on a $44,000 a year budget if we get all our money, and we don't. We don't always get all of our taxes, and we have a lot of properties that are up right now for tax ends. Mm-hmm. The roads won't handle it. Our roads are, we got a two-lane road, one each way. We don't have any turn lanes going into Mr. McCarthy's property. He wants to make parking on one side of the road and not the other, so we don't have ways for them cro- safely to cross. The way that we close this, I mean, he's going to do his property, and hopefully everything gets put into place, and hopefully it's successful. We, that's what we want, but we need the infrastructure in place to be able to support it. If we don't have the infrastructure, it's tough. At the board meeting on on Tuesday, we closed out with, we're there to protect the citizens, to protect the visitors, to protect anybody who's driving by, the residents, the business owners, and we're going to keep protecting them whether they like us or not. That's our job. We've had, just in the past week, we had two suspicious fires. We had a structure fire that came out as being very suspicious, and part of Mr. McCarthy's group put on Facebook that we weren't capable and we'll get you some pictures of it so that you can see it was a small single trailer like a pole behind bumper pole trailer that had a shed on it um, that was very suspicious in nature Uh, we did our internal investigation on it and found it to be suspicious we had mojave valley fire marshal uh, donnie gibson come in he found it suspicious so we reached out to the um tobacco and fire to the atf and we actually had them out there yesterday to check out the to fire, check out the to, fire check out to, see, the to see what we're missing. Mm-hmm. The burn patterns in the fire are not normal. They're not appropriate. But you're they, not implying that this is something that... Not implying that no, it's this. No, we're not implying it But all. what I'm we're, saying is is they put out there that we weren't capable. The trailer is still standing. You the shed is still standing. It was put out in six We took care of putting it out. And have done the right things to yes. check and yep. investigate if We've this was... We've brought more yes. people in to come investigate with us so that we can make sure that we're not missing anything. Right. And we're all coming up with the same exact conclusion. So do you see an end to this? Do you see a way where the, your side and his side and the citizens can figure this out without it going through courts and the supervisors we, and the we hope, and everything? We hope there is an end. You know, we want to see the light at the tunnel. Any of the citizens, business owners, anyone up in Oatman, if they have concerns, if they have questions about the fire department, what we do, how we operate, We welcome those questions, those concerns. The only thing we ask is we're a volunteer department. We're not there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Most of the time during the day, there is somebody up there. Give us a call, ask if you can meet with any of the members, bring your questions, your complaints to the board, and let's address them properly, not just get a group of people together and storm our station storm the castle storm the castle
Mr. Well, McCarthy did say, sorry, before you go end, ahead, go ahead. he did say that the board wasn't working with him, and that's not the truth. Uh, he, Mr. Tobin has tried working with them. What they want, and, and what they told him, is they want him to find replacement board members they want and train them. Tim to find Tim McCarthy. No, they want Jimmy Mr. Tobin, James okay. Tobin, the board chairman, to find new board members and appoint them. Are the new are the existing board members wanting to step down? So they're willing to stay as long as they can. They yeah. wanted us to find a new fire chief and train them. We're not gonna we're not gonna bring our successor and and train them and then walk away. If you know what I mean. I think if my <laughs> boss asked me to find somebody to do what I do and train them, I'd be like, um, no, I don't know no. that that's uh, something I'm interested in doing. I get that. I just it, it seems like this is something that uh, would be an interesting idea, and both his business, to me, in my opinion, his business as well as the sanctuary, I think, are are great ideas for a for a town like that. Um, I know that some people worry about the uh, keeping their old style, you know, the mm -hmm. Oltman mm -hmm. the Oltman legacy, I guess you could call it. Um, but at some point, maybe you, you need to move ahead. It would just be nice if. Uh, if you could figure out something that is beneficial to everybody and and stop with all the the bickering. And the sanctuary was yes. done because of the town. Yeah. Because the well, boroughs that are there are Oatman boroughs that were rounded up during Roundup. And then, and we see them wandering the streets, mm -hmm. or yep. maybe we can have a place over here that uh, takes care of them. We right. can still take care of it. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, thank you guys. I Absolutely. appreciate you, you coming You're in and, and, and giving us the other side of it. Uh, remember, Valley Voices is brought to you by Poit. They're independently certified technicians clean, protect, and preserve carpets, upholstery, floors, natural stone surfaces, air ducts, tiling, grout, and more. Call them today for more information or to book an appointment at 928-704-9100. Thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us. And I'd like to thank uh, uh, Kathy and uh, Mike again for, for coming down here and filling us in on what's going on. And we will see you next time.